be in your homes uh, through various screens is a real honor and a privilege and I don't take that lightly. Um, and I uh, just want to say thank you to Dan. Dan, I want to commend you and thank God for you as I do daily, but particularly for your obedience to the Holy Spirit. Uh, what a wonderful thing happened this week is that as you were praying, uh, specifically for young people and for children in the North Bushy community, and um, that the Holy Spirit leads Dan to uh, to walk in this, on a certain path at a certain time of day, that the, the Holy Spirit had set him up. <laughs> and uh, by walking in step with the Holy Spirit, then uh, then two young ladies gave their lives to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? When When we walk in step with the Holy Spirit, we are able to we can expect the unexpected. We can expect uh, conversations that really uh, change people's lives. And so thank you, Dan, for leading by example uh, in that really fantastic. And uh, as I was prayer walking around North Bushy myself this morning, I was praying God's blessing on every single home in this community. Uh, and I believe as much as I ever have in my life that Lord wants to do something really significant here. Um, so that's why uh, we, we need more of the Holy Spirit. Now we're going to get into uh, Acts chapter 2, as Dan's already said. And um, before we do that, it's worth just acknowledging what a traumatic and difficult time many of us have been through in our families. I think sometimes we're not kind enough on ourselves um, or even perhaps on each other in our homes to recognize that what's happened over this summer has been one of the most disruptive periods in most of our lives. Uh, things that we thought were normal and would always be the same, as we know, have been disrupted. And we kind of have adjusted to some kind of form of uh, rhythm. Uh, and then now the kids are kind of back at school, but it's not the same as it was, or the grandkids in some of our cases. And uh, family life is not what it used to be, um, but it's not what it's going to be either. And so uh, it's really important that we recognize that these changes are actually quite unsettling for us. And at the same time, they can be quite draining. And if you are in this service today and actually you already feel drained and it's only the 6th of September and you're thinking, how am I going to get through the rest of this half term or this term or how am I going to see the end of this year? Because it seems like everything is out of my control. I really want to encourage you. I believe the Holy Spirit is doing something uh, significant in the church in this country. And we are a tiny part of that, that the, the Lord is bringing us back to himself. And as Dan so brilliantly, and then uh, over three weeks was uh, had us in Second Chronicles 20. Uh, so inspiring to see from that story uh, the difference the Lord makes, you know, when he fights for his people. Um, so we're, we're going to see in the book of Acts how when the people's hearts are right, when, when our posture is right before God, how incredible things happen. Uh, and how people who are empty can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is part of, a, we're picking up the heaven sent kind of series that we started at the beginning of the year. Uh, as I said a few weeks ago, remember we talked about not running on empty. This is the, a challenge for a lot of us in our working life, in our family life, in our personal life, we run on fumes too often. And by the time we finish this time in the service, we're gonna pray where we are right now, that the Holy Spirit would fill us personally uh, in new ways and refuel us. I would love it if we were in the same room together, but we can't be. But do you know what? The Holy Spirit is not limited by physicality. He doesn't need us to be in the same room together for him to actually fill us and fill our homes. 
and I'm in faith for that today, that, that our rooms might become like the upper room that we read about in the book of Acts. Uh, and in order for that to happen, I wonder what posture we need to have. Uh, now, when we go through challenging seasons, sometimes things happen to us that, that make us wonder whether God's even there. Maybe you're not quick to admit that, but there are times when we pray and there's no sign of any response. In fact, it seems sometimes like the heavens are brass. You know, the ceiling is brass and it feels like everything is silent as far as God is concerned. Or there are times actually when it feels like uh, the, the Lord is a million miles away and other people, I don't know, in a prayer meeting or something, they seem to be so close to God. And yet actually we feel like he's a million miles away. And maybe sometime earlier in our life, we felt a sense of, um, I don't know, intimacy or closeness with God. And then maybe that's gone a bit. I, I want to speak to you a word of encouragement. If you feel like God has gone silent on you uh, or there is a distance that's come between you, because I believe God's heart for all of us is that we might be filled again uh, with his Holy Spirit. And many of the things that we, many of the dilemmas that we face in our workplaces, uh, I don't know, with educating children, but also we're just trying to make ends meet. We're, we're looking in some places for solutions. We're looking to the government to, to give us solutions to all of our challenges and issues. And, and that's understandable to some extent. But often we expect the government to achieve and to do what they never could and never have and never will or sometimes we look to other people maybe a, a spouse or a family member to kind of solve or to fill a void within us uh, we we can even look to our own skill or our own expertise we can even look sometimes this is scary to look to church leaders to provide us with solutions and answers but i want to i want to put before you today as as good as some of those things are who we really need is the holy spirit that is who we really need. That is what we really need, is it to walk in relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's why as a church leadership team, we're leading the whole of Wellspring, if you like, pushing us back into the story of Acts because we read there a group of everyday ordinary people. They were tent makers and carpenters and fishermen. Uh, they, were, they were from all sorts of backgrounds. They didn't have a lot of money or expertise. They weren't that well educated. And yet the Holy Spirit was poured out on this group of people and things around them changed because something in them changed. So we're going to look at the book of Acts uh, chapter two. We've already had a story from the end of uh, Acts already today, and that was great. We're now going to go back to chapter two. So if you've got a Bible anywhere near you or on a screen near you, can I encourage you to pick it up? And this is Dr. Luke, uh, who wrote both Luke and Acts, as we know. And he wrote this to tell the story of, the, if you like, the birth of the church. And uh, we're going to now have read to us from some of our Wellspring family as part of this two-part message. And I'll be here next week talking about this as well. Um, about It's called The Breakthrough. I want to talk about when the Holy Spirit broke through. He's still in the business of breaking through. So this is Acts chapter 2. We're going to read from verse 1 to 13. So have a look at this.
uh, thank you to those who did that reading. Fantastic. They, um, you know, they, this is a, a very familiar passage with us. I just want to demonstrate to you here, and we'll look at the second half of this little section on the breakthrough next week when we'll see how the Holy Spirit breaks through the barriers of race and generation and gender. But I want to illustrate here how uh, this, this passage tells us and shows us the Holy Spirit breaking through the silence and breaking through the distance that there was between God and his people in the most profound way. There was a silence and yet now we get the roaring of the, the, the shaking of the ground and the rushing of a wind. In fact, let's just go back a bit. We know Pentecost, Pentecost means 50th or 50. And it was the Pentecost festival was actually a combination of a couple of feasts. One of those was about celebrating the first fruits and the harvest. So, you know, the harvest festival, well, this is kind of part of where that came from, the idea of celebrating the first fruits after seven weeks of harvesting. Uh, they'd have a big celebration of uh, all the grain they'd gathered in. Uh, but also it was a, a celebration of the giving of the law. In Exodus chapter 19, we read about when Moses has an encounter with the Lord and there is a shaking of the ground, there is a thunderous sound and the law is given to the people of Israel through Moses, the law. And we read that that law actually ended up being uh, written on tablets of stone. You know, the two tablets, the Ten Commandments, the ones uh, that Moses threw to the ground in anger. Well, it was written on tablets of stone. But what we read about in Acts chapter 2 is another event symbolically on the day of Pentecost. Some more shaking, the ground shakes. And this time, as was prophesied uh, by Jeremiah, as was expected and prophesied by Joel, and we'll look at that next week, the Holy Spirit is poured out and he breaks the silence and breaks the distance. Now, the, the, if you like, the law or the spirit of the law is written on people's hearts. It's what it says in Romans 2.15 and Hebrews 10.16, that now the law is written on the hearts. So you've got 120 people meeting together to pray. They have an overnight prayer meeting at the end of the Sabbath. They then get to Sunday morning at nine o'clock and the Holy Spirit comes. And uh, if you, I don't know if you wondered what would that actually look like? Well, if we can have the next video clip, there's just a second clip here. This is from um, a series called AD Kingdom and Empire. It's just a few seconds long, but they tried to describe in this series, and I hope it's still on Netflix, because if it is, I'd encourage you to watch it. It's about the birth of the church. Uh, this is how they showed uh, what it might have been like when the Holy Spirit came in that upper room. There you go. So that's pretty, I mean, I don't know how you describe something, but Luke is also trying to find words to describe what happened. That looks pretty amazing, doesn't it? Maybe it was like that. They gathered to pray. There's, there's young people there as well. It's not just as about 120 people actually that were gathered at a time. They illustrated that by having the, uh, the, the 12, effectively the new 12 that were gathered together to pray. And something happens in that moment that can speak to our situation today. Because what God was doing was after all this time, according to the promise of Jesus, he was breaking through the silence. And now it wasn't just that they were praying to God, but now they were praying with God. 
You understand the difference? We can pray to God as if he's some distant, he's off there somewhere. We pray to him, we pray to him. But now the Holy Spirit enabled them to speak the praises of God because now the Holy Spirit was not just on them, uh, but now the Holy Spirit was living in them. And that makes all the difference. It does to you and me, makes all the difference that we don't just pray to God, but now we can, by the power of the Holy Spirit, pray with him because he enables us to pray. We don't now just live for him, but now we can live truly with him. This is why Jesus says, wait in Jerusalem, wait here until I send the Holy Spirit, because you can't do anything worthwhile. This is my paraphrase. And without you need the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to clothe you with power from on high in such a way as it becomes your new identity, but also you'll no longer just be praying to God, but you'll be praying with him. This is the promise of Joel. This is the promise of the Holy Spirit to the church. And this is now the promise for us today in North Bushy. You don't need to just pray to God anymore. Now you can pray with him. You don't just need to work for God. We don't need to just do stuff for him. Now we can live life with him. And God broke through, literally broke through the heavens on that day. And maybe it was like that kind of fire from heaven in a big funnel. I don't really know. I'd love to have been there. Um, but I, I do know one thing. I've experienced that myself. I, I, I've experienced, I know the difference between being filled with the Holy Spirit and not being filled with the Holy Spirit. When I was about 12 years old, I'd been faithfully going to church and if it had been a Zoom call church in those days, I would have been there and I would have been forced every Sunday to sit and look at the screen. I would have, that would have been, that was my kind of upbringing. Um, but there was a time about 12 years old where I'd heard so much about the Holy Spirit, but I'd yet to experience his fullness. I was in the bathroom. I was on my own. No one else was there. And I asked the Lord to fill me with his power. And there in the bathroom, try not to picture this, but there in the bathroom, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I began speaking in a prayer language that no one had ever taught me. And in a very short space of time, I then started having amazing dreams. And I woke up in the middle of the night with, with an experience of God in me that I'd never had up until that time. And up until that time, I was a good kind of Christian boy. But actually, some, a fire was started in my heart on that day that has never run out, has never, sometimes it's gone a bit dim, but then the Lord had just breathed on it again that I might be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I know you know a lot of this already in your head. I just want to encourage you to seek the Lord for more of it in your actual experience. And you might say, well, I've often wondered, um, why only the 120 people in that room? There were potentially thousands of people in Jerusalem at the time that were all uh, in Jerusalem for Pentecost. Why? Why did the Holy Spirit come to them? And I recognize three things. And we've already been looking at this in North Russia. And we saw this in Second Chronicles 20. Uh, these three things. I'm just going to hold them up for you. Uh, hopefully you can see that. These three little words. This is my, in the, in the business called a lower third, right? So this is the lower third. So um, humility, unity, and availability. Humility unity and availability these are really really important qualities for us to have if we want to fulfill the purposes that god has for us if we want to live a joyful life we need humility 
It says in Second Chronicles 7, uh, verse 14, when Solomon uh, prayed to the Lord and he was asking for him to fill the temple, you, you recognize it. The, the Lord says, now, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll, then I'll respond and I'll hear that. I'm, and actually, I'll listen to the prayers offered in this place. I reckon humility is what will, will attract the Holy Spirit to make our homes like upper rooms. In the same way, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to, he's attracted by unity. Where we're united, then we can be ignited, right? That's my little, where we're united, we can be ignited. The Lord is attracted by unity. And it says in Acts 2, they were there in one place, in one accord. They were saying amen to each other's prayers. They were there as Jesus asked them to, and they were there seeking him and seeking him together in unity. North Bushy, do not underestimate the significance of your unity together in the Lord. Don't underestimate it. The Lord is attracted to it. He can pour out his spirit more on a united church than he will ever a divided church. And I know if you're in the room, you'd all be saying, amen, amen. I see those thumbs up. <laughs> now, the third thing is availability. You see, they, they were available. They were there in the upper room available for God to move. I believe these things are not only seen in Second Chronicles 7 or Second Chronicles 20, but these are still seen not only in Acts chapter 2 in the upper room, but these are still seen here. Is that, the, that we, if we are proud, if we are disunited, and if we're too busy with our own agenda and we're not available, we cannot expect the Holy Spirit to be poured out on us. We just can't. We're asking the Lord to fit into our agenda. Whereas I believe the Lord wants to say, look, make yourself available to me. And in some of the times that I've uh, really experienced the fullness of the Holy Spirit, I found it helpful to think about my posture. It's not a bad thing, you know, to some point in your day, maybe every day, to kneel in the presence of God. And I, I do literally mean physically to kneel to get on your face. Find a quiet corner and kneel and just acknowledge that the Lord is God and he's your God. Don't, there's something significant about kneeling in God's presence. It's a good practice. And hey, if your family finds you, they might look at well, what you're doing. But if they know that you're humble before God, what difference would that make in your home? I'm talking about making our homes upper rooms. Making our homes places where the Holy Spirit can fill us. Secondly, um, there's also, so the, the kneeling is good, but also open-handedness is also really good. It's, it's, it's a physical sign of a heart position. Lord, would you fill me with your spirit? Just, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to grab at anything. I'm, not, I'm actually, I've put down my phone. Imagine that. Put down your phone, put down your, the tools of your work and open-handedness before the Lord. So this is my encouragement as I finish. 2,000 years ago in the upper room, the conditions were right amongst the people of God to receive the Holy Spirit. The timing was right because the Lord knew what he was going to do. And he now wrote the law on the hearts of his people, which he promised to do. But also the posture was right in the hearts and the individuals who gathered there, that they were willing to kneel in God's presence in humility. They were gathered in unity, which is an amazing dynamic in the people of God, and they were available. So, so what, how do we apply this today in 2020? 
the beginning of a new season. Uh, We'll talk more next week about some of the divides that are broken down by this act as we look in further into the book of Acts. But just for now, let's simply accept if there's silence between us and the Lord, then let's take a posture that says, Lord, by your spirit, would you break through the silence? Maybe in some area of your life, there's an area where there hasn't been an answer to prayer and you just moved on thinking he hasn't heard. Well, let's go back to him again and let's say, Lord, would you break through the silence again? And probably most importantly of all, if there's become a distance between you and the Lord, and it happens to all of us at different times, a bereavement, someone lets us down, something happens. If it something happens between us and the Lord, I just want to pray that the Lord would draw him and you closer together by his spirit. And if you've never known the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we can make our homes upper rooms. Your bedroom, your lounge can be a place where we invite the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to say a simple prayer and then I'm going to hand over to Dan. Um, and I'm going to pray a blessing on you. And I, I can't wait to do the second part of this series next week. We're going to talk more about the practical implications of this for all the racism in our lives and all the divides between the generations. But for now, let's think about us personally and the Lord. So Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you, Lord, for breaking through the silence. We thank you, Lord, that now you are with us and thank you for fulfilling your promise by sending your Holy Spirit. And we say, Lord, have your way. Move in power, Lord, and have your way. And we say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Would you break through the silence, Lord? Would you break through the distance between us? Amen. Thank you, Tim.